Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to another episode of the Gimme Podcast with your host and resident horse girl, Kathleen DeMarl. I am so excited for this week's guest. Um, he runs a virtual show that you can see on Instagram Live called The Andy and Pammy Show. Uh, we have on Andrew Williams. Hi. Hello, Andy and Pammy live. <laughs> live, live, they're live. Yes. We're so live, yes. And I'm so excited to be here. I, I'm, I love this. I love your show and what you're doing. It's great. I'm yeah, I'm excited to have you on, especially because I feel like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the obsession, obviously, but it's just funny because every time I ask people what they were into, I'm always surprised. And so you mm -hmm. told me the Power Rangers and I was like, I guess that makes sense because you probably grew up in like the 90s, right? Like that was a big thing. Totally. Yeah. I was born in 85. So I told I grew up in the 90s. And for kids, that was the I think the biggest thing in the 90s, yeah. honestly. I mean, it was it was huge for toys and it was also for a tv show i mean they went hand in hand but it was a huge deal in the 90s uh, for sure yeah yeah um, um so before we dive into the obsession i want to hear about your live show that you were just oh, talking about yes so um every monday i do a show um it's called andy and pammy live and it's um, I have the pleasure of doing this show with um, a brilliant character actor whose name is Matt McCormick, and he is the creator and also the person who portrays Pammy, okay. who is a Southern New England character. Yes. And um, I, during the pandemic, during all of this craziness, a friend, a very good friend of mine, said, hey, have you seen this person on Instagram, Pammy? Because uh, I love all things New England and Massachusetts. Like, that's my total obsession. And at first I was just like, oh, no. And then I finally went and looked at her Instagram and fell in love. And at the time, we were doing Raffle House um, okay. virtually. And oh. I thought, we have to get Pammy, this Pammy on the show. I have to talk to her virtually, however I can do it. And we did it. And then we sort of stopped doing Raffle House on the, you know, the virtual Instagram format. And I thought, you know what? I still want to do something. I want to be active. I talked to Pammy, a.k.a. Matt, and we came up with this idea because we share so many of the same interests. And I thought, let's do a show we, and let's make it random and do something different every week, but something that either one of us loves. So every week we have a have a topic or a theme yeah. and it's basically something that one of the two of us if not both of us are obsessed with 
and we do a deep dive with a quote history we call it we give you a little history on something everything from Joan Rivers okay. to um Dead Malls to uh oh, Selena to oh, wow. uh Living Single we've done so many I can't even think of every show we've done shows about snacks we've done shows of where I mean we just come up with a different theme every week and uh when I tell you that the, that that Matt AKA Pammy is a beyond brilliant character actor. I, I truly mean it. I mean, this is not a drag queen. This is a well-polished, amazing character actor who oh, wow. I, I always forget is not real. Yeah. People think, viewers think Pammy is real. They think she's a real woman who lives and has a life. She has a full history that I know everything about. And it's the most fun. I've always wanted to do something with a character. Yeah. And it's, I love was, it. Was Pammy developed during the pandemic or did he no. have, oh, he had her as a character before this. Okay. Before this. Yeah. Okay. And a great following uh, people, his, his following is very dedicated, but he's been doing Pammy for years. He's done her live on stage. He's done okay. her in, as, as a standup. Um, wow. but Pammy, the actor actually lives in New Jersey. Um, oh. so yeah, they, he, but he, yeah, we, and we, we've done a Nickelodeon show. I mean, it's just so fun because man, this is like we, my space. You guys are getting into the obsessions over there. Yeah. I mean, it's what we've done. I mean, we just, we, we think of, we made a big list of stuff that when we first came up with the show that we would want to talk about. Yeah. And we do share a lot of the same interests and obsessions. We both love 90s sitcoms. We both yes. love strong women in entertainment and um, just nostalgia. We're crazy nostalgia. A lot of the show sort of go, goes back to something nostalgia. Um, right. And at the top of the show, we have a fun little catch up where we talk about something current or what's going on in the news. And then we get into our show. We have recurring segments that we do every week. We do show and tell where sometimes we have objects, which I'm going to do a show and tell for you yes. on the show today. Um, and then we do also a taste test where we try like a funky snack or food that people are talking about. Okay. Uh, we'll, we try it live on the show together. Um, and we also do um, a, a game, a different game. We wrote, oh, we wow. make up a game. Yeah. So there's either a game, a taste test, and it's just become, we have a small following. But okay. we have a very dedicated following and yeah. we have so much fun with it. And I, I'm, I'm very invested in, and, and we want to continue to make it a bigger thing. And um, we, we're into it for sure. Yeah. 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 And honestly, I think that during the pandemic, a lot of people have had to do their own kind of shows. So like the fact that you have a small following is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have regulars. Um, uh, some of my friends watch every week. A lot of her followers watch every week. People, I mean, I have new followers and people who are who who really enjoy me, who interact with me because of Pammy. Um, it's it's amazing. She yeah. she slash he has an amazing following, and I'm so happy to just collaborate with him and kind of be a part of his following you know it's it's way more impressive than my following that's for sure <laughs> 
and and she's so funny you really forget it's not a real person yeah amazing i just i love it so anyone who watches this watch us monday night on instagram live it's the talk of the townie we go live on her page every week okay so fun yeah awesome yeah i'm gonna i've like hopped on a couple times to watch and then i've been like I, I think I've come on at weird points where I'm like, I feel like I missed something. Like I should start from the beginning. Yeah. If you catch us in the middle, we might be doing our history where we're, we're going yes. in. We kind of like wanted to make the show um, a crazy, like Regis and Kelly meets the view meets yes. Mr. Rogers. So we wanted to kind of like combine all of that into yeah into one show so we want you to leave with some information and learn something and then we want to have fun and also bring you back so we try to like touch all of those yeah throughout the show very cool okay so now we're going to talk about your obsession with the power rangers yes oh my gosh so when you messaged me and said uh asked me to do the show and um about childhood obsessions i definitely had several but power rangers was was a big one it was for many years and you know with the toys and how how long how did it it start how did it start for you was it the tv show or it was the tv show and so all right i have a brother who's three years older And we were very close growing up and we hung out with with the same people in the neighborhood. And I was always into what he was into because I wanted to be cool. And my brother is cool. And he was into comic books and superheroes. And I loved that. So he, he told me about, it was, it really happened out of nowhere. And just one day he was like power Rangers. And I was like, what? And started watching it. And it was, colorful and it had it had girls which i was obsessed with i was such a feminist and didn't know it when i was a child i was so girl power i every every person i idolized was female i loved all female superheroes i so when i saw the show it was guys and girls yeah color i was in yeah. I was full on on board with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely the girl power aspect to it was a huge thing for me. Yeah. Um, so there, I just got did you like it. one of one of the it's not did you like one of the characters like specifically? Did you attach to one of them more than the others? I did. I liked and I didn't like to admit it because I didn't want to get made fun of, but I loved the pink ranger and I did because she was sassy. Yeah. She was a fashionista and um, I, she was a gymnast and I thought that was so badass. And I just was so, so impressed because honestly, even for the early nineties, like, yeah, sure. You had Wonder Woman, you had Batgirl and stuff like that. But on all of the other shows in the nineties, like Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, yeah. There, there was no female representation. It was very male driven. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I don't know, I've always connected more with women. I obviously when you're, you know, even when I was younger and maybe not realized I was gay I knew I was different. Yeah. And knew I was so I just automatically felt like 
first of all, women always, it was such a safe space. You know, any relationship yeah. I had with girls was a safe space. They, you know, so I gravitated and yeah, I was definitely, I was obsessed with the pink ranger, but I used to say that the black ranger was my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I dressed up as the pink ranger as a kid for Halloween one year. You did? And did I'll you have a full costume? Oh my gosh. My mom, she was a sewing machine back in the day. And so we had plastic helmets. And then she sewed us um, the cuffs, the glove, like the boots, like out of like felt or whatever. Felt, yep. Yeah. My mom did the same thing for me. And so like we had, cause I was the pink ranger and I think my brother was like the red ranger or something like that. And there's just like video of me in the nineties, just being like, I love the power rangers. And I, I love, I don't even remember their names, but I was like obsessed as a kid. Yeah. yeah. So you were Kimberly, the pink ranger. Yes. Kimberly. Who, yes. Yep. Who was played by Amy Jo Johnson, who was actually a gymnast. And that's how she got the job. Oh. Oh, that's so interesting but that makes yes. a lot of sense because i bet they all did their own stunts probably they did and they when they were casting the show they specifically wanted people who were either gymnasts or had martial arts background because there was yeah. a lot of fighting yeah and they literally they the the people who created the show um were so anxious to get it started that the minute they signed the contract they were shooting the show so they needed people already trained with the kind of physical aspects of it. Yeah. So um, that's how she got the show. And then everyone else on the, on, on, on the show, all of the other Power Rangers were either martial artists right. or gymnasts. The Blue Ranger was also, a, had a gymnastic background. Um, the rest had martial arts. And then I think someone might've had some other kind of athletic background, but they all could basically do their own fighting and stunts. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean is it. smart. It also, especially if they were going to like film it that quickly after casting, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you know, it's interesting there. Um, you know, I am, I'm loving, and it's probably why I love doing my own show where we touch on nostalgia, but I love um, there's so much now celebrating nostalgia and celebrating the 90s. And it's so fun to learn stuff about things you were obsessed with as a child, yeah. as an adult. And there's a show on Netflix called The, the Toys That Made Us. They also okay. do the movies that made us. And they have an episode about Power Rangers. And I, my mind was blown when I learned about a lot of what was Ooh. going on with the creation. Well, like Power Rangers itself is obviously, I mean, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but it's not, it was not an American show. It was created in America. It was based on a Japanese series, right? Um, a Sentai series. And the um, version that they used to create Power Rangers was called Jew Ranger. And oh. it was so when you watch Power Rangers, all of the fighting scenes and anything with the monsters and when they were in costume, that was Japanese footage that they repurposed. Oh, wow. And they, yes. And then they married it with reshot American footage and then just dubbed the, the talking when they were in costume. Interesting. So all of the Power Rangers. So it was actually a very, I mean, these people made bank 
they did not have to spend for special effects and, yeah. and explosions. That was all shot already. It was all in shot Japan. already. Yeah. Yep. They just had the American actors dub the voices when they were in costumes, saying like "yeah, yeah, oh, like just doing that. <laughs> yeah. And oh, one of my lights just died. Um, and then they cut it in with the fighting scenes, and that's how they had their show. So that makes me like wonder if they had to cast people that were like very similar proportioned. Yes, they did. And they, in the Jew Ranger in the actual Japanese series, the yellow Ranger Mm -hmm. is actually a, is a boy. And in the American show, it's a girl. girl. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, they did, they definitely cast a small Asian girl who was not, a you know very voluptuous that makes sense because they were trying to match because when they had him fighting it exactly and you know as a as a kid i always wondered why the villain who i'm not to break into a show and tell already oh we're doing a show Rita Repulsa. Oh my god! I yes. Wondered why when she was talking, her words never matched her mouth. That makes so much sense because it was dubbed over her speaking Japanese. Yes. So, so she like wasn't Rita even would... part of the cast. She was like yep. from the original TV show. She was from the Japanese series. The Japanese Sometimes, series. Yeah, they would never show her like interact with them. Obviously, not in costume or whatever. Oh, wow. So she it was all dubbed. Yeah, because Rita would be like. I'll get you next time, Power Rangers. Yeah. Yes. Like, and her mouth would still be moving. And I would, as a kid, I was like, why is that happening? And I learned that that is why. And I also loved Rita. She was so cool. Is that a Lego? What is that? Um, it's, it's like one a, of those little, um, is it a Funko pop? <laughs> it's not, it's like that. It's called the loyal project. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Actually, I think it's like a kid robot toy, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. cool. Yeah. That's Crazy. interesting, but they probably like pack the way they package that show is so smart by like cutting footage from the Japanese show and then just that makes a lot of sense. They probably made a ton of money. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And when you watch it, all of the fighting scenes and all of the when they jump into their zords and fight the monster, the landscape, you if you look at it, it does not look like America. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's not at all. You can tell. And even a lot of the storylines that they had to create and Americanize still seemed kind of like really like yeah would we be be dealing with that it would would that be an american storyline is there one storyline that particularly stands out to you as being bad um well there was one where um uh trini had like um a little doll that uh, ended up coming to life and okay. capturing all of them in like a bottle and the doll itself like looked so not american at all and yeah. now like knowing the backstory i'm like now that was sense. totally japanese and they had to do their best to like dub that yeah. and have it make but they did it and they they you know they they tricked kids that which is all that matters you know it doesn't matter you know if an adult looked at it and said what is this shit like that it's badly edited it looks cheap that was what all the executives said about the show when they were trying to pitch it they were like this is terrible yeah it didn't get a it wasn't a like oh this is going to be a big hit kind of situation they had to actually do a test with children 
and have them watch it and do a dial test where they oh. every time they liked it they turn the dial okay. and when they could prove kids loved it that's when uh, uh, advertisers were willing to spend and that's when local affiliates were willing to air it because a lot of people when they saw it in America they were like this sucks what this? like what yeah. is this yeah, yeah. Um, so they really had to prove prove themselves that Which, kids would love it yeah it's interesting because like to me that feels like one of those shows that was so popular I, I want to say like when I was young so I can't imagine like what would have replaced that like I don't think there's another show that I can think of that would have had like a mix of male and female leads in the 90s like I, I can't think of one yeah for action and for superhero type thing I I don't really yeah you know there were a few kind of copycat shows that came out VR Troopers was one of them hmm. um which was another same format they took that same format and oh, they wow. used Sentai series type okay. things and then dubbed it um there were Beetleborgs was another one that one was absolutely terrible Beetleborgs um, Beetleborgs I... yeah and it has this like character that like dresses that's like a clown but looks like Jay Leno it's like the craziest <laughs> yeah it's the crazy I, I did like it when I was a kid but I rewatched it as an adult and was like that like, is what is this real garbage yeah it's bad um yeah, but it was it was definitely groundbreaking because the concept I'm pretty sure was never done before where they where they took that original Japanese footage and and combined it with American actors. I don't think yeah. I think that was pretty much the first time that we that was ever done. Yeah. I'm wondering if I'm thinking wrong, but I feel like I watched a show about the Power Rangers recently and they mentioned like was there some major accident on set or something like that? Am I am I thinking of a different show? I'm not sure. I don't know of a major accident, but I do know that the actress that played the Yellow Ranger, her, I think her name was Twy Trang. She did that, die in a she, she died, died in a car accident. That's yeah. what it was. Um, it was like a young death or something like that. Yeah, it yeah. was young. I think I think she was no longer on the show. Right. Um, but it was still I think it was in the nineties, in the late nineties. Yeah. yeah. Um the 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 yellow ranger, the red ranger, and the black ranger um only stayed on the show for the first two seasons i think um they wanted more money they said in in like interviews that they were making like mcdonald's employee hourly oh, wow rates. yeah like they were paying them shit and they were like hey like you guys are making millions of dollars we need more money and they didn't want to pay them more and they all tried Left. to fight it and ended up leaving the show yeah so they left very very abruptly and mm -hmm. for the last like they were finishing the season so for the last few episodes there's so much like awkward dubbing where they use a different voice actor and oh they only my God. yeah they only shoot them for like from behind yeah it's yeah they did a lot of <laughs> how trickery did this with that. get by like how did kids not fall for this stuff like i'm sure our parents did or i'm sure our parents were like this is bad oh yeah for sure i think because it was colorful it was fun it was fighting it was yeah. there was also a storyline it felt like it was a great kind of like middle age kid show like you right. could be 12 and 13 and still, still be, watch it yeah be considered cool if you like the power rangers it wasn't that kind of a thing and then the, there was the toys i mean it was all about the toys i mean the the show 
would never have even been a success if it wasn't for the toys. Okay. Um, the that was how the show became yeah. successful. Okay, so you, I think we're about to hold up another toy before. Did you yes, have something so, else? Okay. All right. Yeah, I have a few things here. So the the I what I think, and I I have a lot of Power Ranger stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of it's at my mom's house, and I don't happen so to have it here. So you still have a lot of the stuff. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I yeah. have all of my original stuff, and um. So one of the biggest things, and when I was a kid, that it just blew my mind to finally get one was the power morpher. So the little the, buckle the, that the, they used yes. to, to morph. When I got that, that was like the biggest deal of my life. I couldn't believe it. Um, I guess I would have been 10 because I think I got it in 1995. I still have it. Oh my and God. This is it right here. Yes. I had one of those. Yeah. Yep. So you'd be like, it's morphin time. <laughs> Sabertooth Tiger. And yep. And so your little power coin comes out like that. Yeah. And I also have I, I lost a few of the coins, but this this goes for like a few hundred dollars on eBay. Like this is a pretty Yeah, and it looks toy. like it's yeah. in good condition, man. Yeah, oh hell yeah. Like it, it needs a battery, but that's that's about it. But otherwise, yep. Wow. I've had this since I was 10 and I'm 35. I still have this. I, I'm not a pack rat either, so I just want to say that. Um, and then I have they re-released in the mid 2000s like a like a really like authentic diecast version of the Power Morpher, and I have yeah. that as well. Oh wow! Is like, that looks is, like an adult version of that. That looks it is. heavy. Yeah, yeah it even like you can put this on your belt and and like I guess Ooh, wow yeah you can wear it around. With yeah, it. Sure, yeah. But it's like super like exact. Wow. And yeah, you can morph. It's morphing time. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Did they, another... like li- they have like a limited run of those basically? Yep, yeah, they did. They did a lot of these. They re-released them in, in metal and die cast. Um, okay. They did this. They did the Green Ranger's little flute sw- sword that he used. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a few other th- of the accessories and toys. Yeah, this is this is a great little... I probably should have kept it in the box, but I'm a big kid. I couldn't resist. I had to yeah. morph. I, so I had to... Yeah, I had to take <laughs> I that out. I had to morph. <laughs> and then I have this, which is pretty cool. This was very popular. And, and like, I mean, at the time, my mom told me like recently she's like those toys were so hard to find like people were fighting like yeah. this fighting in the I'm toy not stores surprised yeah. yeah so i have the megazord which was a oh, really okay. popular yeah yeah and so the fun the fun thing about this this is totally catering to your your, yeah. your nerd following but so these toys were produced by bandai when the japanese sentai series first came out Jew ranger in 1991 okay and then when it made its debut in america as power rangers the uh haim saban who brought made all that happen used bandai he got the rights from bandai for the toys and used the same mold for the toys wow so this actually says 1991 but it wasn't made until 1993 oh interesting yeah and then look at this his little it let me shoots. do it right the, yeah oh that was good yeah so and then good. like this comes off like that yeah and yeah this is wow. one of my favorites yeah yeah that's and, it. it's and then so, i just have a have little more. a little oh yellow yes. ranger yeah but yeah and so your fun. mom still has a bunch of stuff like at her 
place? Well, I, yeah. So I have some of it stored in her basement. I haven't brought it back here, but I have yeah. like way, a, a lot more. Yeah. I wish I had it all. I would have totally like decorated the hole behind here, but I, unfortunately, yeah. But yeah, I have a few of my little things. It was such a great show. I mean, honestly, yeah. like it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like mindless television. There was, you know, even it was in the American version, there was a little storyline. You could learn something as a kid, whether it's about uh, friendships or sharing or being generous or whatever. Um, you know, there was a little bit of a storyline, but then there was cool fighting and action and martial arts. And the, they were really um, all about, you know, movement and, um, you know, it, it was overall, it was good messaging. For, for kids, I yeah. have to say. Like, if I had kids now, I would totally let them watch, watch Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, so for I, sure. I have to ask, because you said that you were kind of originally into the Power Rangers because your brother was into the Power Rangers. So did he have, like, a similar obsession with it, or did he kind of lose interest? No, he did not. He was into it for very short-lived i okay. i went i went the long haul with it okay. like i went into the the, the next chapters they they had spinoffs and stuff yeah they had spinoffs well what happened was the sentai series they they changed so they had Jew ranger which was like the what we know of now the power rangers like this yeah and then they had other series that came out because that's how it was formatted it was small it was short series right. so in order for them to continue to make money in America off the toys and still have a show, they had to adapt to that format as well. Yeah, so yeah. that's why Power Rangers then became Zeo Rangers and then right. became Turbo Rangers. The Turbo they just Rangers, I remember the Turbo, yes, yes. They continued to repurpose it so they could keep making money off the toys and then also still have programming as right. well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty genius, I mean, when you Super think about smart. it. Super yeah. smart, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and did the Power Rangers, like, did that obsession lead to, like, any other kind of superhero type obsessions after that or not really? You know, it really didn't. I would say that um, from I, I used to really love Batman. OK. Um, I always loved Batman. Uh, my brother's a huge comic book uh, nerd, like into everything. Um, I was just really into Batman and then I was the Power Rangers and then I would say, no, I mean, some of the other cheesy spinoffs I was kind of into like the VR troopers and the Beetleborgs, which are so terrible. Um, <laughs> the names themselves just sound so really bad. bad. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I can't even believe it. Um, and, but then, no, I, I think I, then I, I evolved and started to really kind of, I was a very precocious child. And like, I, then I was like into like Oprah and like Rosie yeah. O'Donnell. <laughs> oh I, I, <laughs> seriously. Although, like I went from Power Rangers to like Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. did say that like at the beginning of this recording that you liked the female characters. So it makes sense that then you would be into yeah. like Oprah and Rosie because by the time that I assume that you were like a teen how long did the Power Rangers run until I can't oh gosh I mean it went until the mid 2000s yeah how many different because they kept like recasting and spinning it off yeah yeah and uh I can't remember exactly when I fell off but it was definitely probably shortly after the movie um, okay. which was which was pretty good um 
Yeah, and then I, I think I was probably already become I was like 13, 14. So like obviously I was, you Things know, change. I was as in, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um yeah. But I, I got I was still into it when it was Zeo Rangers and um Turbo I, I think was it Turbo? Turbo Rangers? was one, yeah. yeah. Um Samurai was one of them. And then they had another one that was they were in race cars. I never I never yeah. got into that. Yeah. yeah. I never got into that. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun talking about. Is there any other like little funny tidbit? Uh, like, did you ever dress up as the Power Rangers for like Halloween or anything? I did. Yeah, I was the Black Ranger right here, Mastodon. I was him, uh, Zach, played by uh, Walter Jones, um, yes. who was actually um, he was one of my faves. He wasn't my number one, but he was my fave. Um, and my mom made me the, the co- we had the mask and then my mom made me the costume with the white felt diamonds. Yes. Yeah. Yep, she made yep. that. Um, and I don't even think my mom had a sewing machine. I think she hand stitched all of that, which oh is like, God. yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was the black Ranger once and yeah, I, um, I, you know, I did lose this when I was a kid for a while. Um, yeah, I misplaced it, wow. and I, it was this—it was the saddest thing. I like, lo- I, I, my, I thought my world was going to crumble, and I remember—I, I can't even believe I remember this, but I remember finding it. Like it was like two months later, I found it, and it was inside a—it was in one of my shoes. It was in a shoe. <laughs> it was in a shoe. Did you like put it there for safekeeping or something? I have no idea. I don't, who knows? Kids are weird. I was a weird kid. I I remember losing this and being so upset about it. Oh no. Yep. And then when I found it, it was the happiest day of my kid life, man. I was so excited. I would be sad if I I still have it. I'll never get rid of this. Never. Never. Do you think at some point you'll like reunite all of your like toys and co- collectibles and like I don't know yes. do people do that? Uh, yeah. Well, w- uh, where I am right now is an office in my in my apartment, so it is sort of my man cave, I guess. But yeah. I and I don't have a lot of I'm not a big kind of chachka clutter person. I'm very minimalist, but yeah. I have one bookshelf of all randomness and. Okay. I have another little shelf thing that I haven't put together yet, but I am going to assemble that and I'm going to get all my Power Rangers and just, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm going to put them out. It'll bring me joy. So why not? Why not? And if it's in, if it's in a room like this, who cares? It's not like it's my living room. Yeah. It's not like it's your living room. You don't have a shrine of like the Power Rangers in your living room. It's fine. No offense to the straight nerd guys that might see this that do sure, have that shrine sure. yeah <laughs> i see you i know i know who you are that would be my brother his entire home is decked is, out oh my gosh like he's a super collector of all toys things like that oh like and comic book related stuff comic book stuff and it's all on display and like I mean, I just think who's dusting all this stuff? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I have to tell you that when I was a kid, my mom gifted me, um, Madame Alexandra dolls, like pretty frequently. And so when I moved into this apartment, she was like, do you, do you want them? Like, do you, and I'm like, where, what I, I'm going to put them in my living room. Like a 30 year old man's going to come over and be like, this is a doll girl. Like, no. <laughs> 
it, it is it is a questionable look sometimes when yeah, you have when you have like a specific collection yeah, yeah absolutely yeah you gotta have the right space for it i would say like and and like i think it's i think it's nice like i think when you still have stuff from your childhood like i like my mom for example like she like doesn't have any toys from when she was a kid yeah and you know like she like my grandparents were are from portugal like they were super like just like threw everything away and like clean mm, and like didn't yeah. believe in saving objects and you know I'm more sentimental and and I would be so bummed if I didn't have a few things that I really loved from my yeah. childhood you know I don't have a lot but I do have my power like rangers this, yeah and the nostalgia is so real like I think a lot of people have been reconnecting with nostalgia since we're all like sitting at home during the pandemic um but like i i think you're right like having a few things is very important i do do you think that during the pandemic we've become more sort of in touch with things from the past and nostalgia do you feel like that's been happening i think so because i remember a period for quite a while where a lot of people were like going back and watching like 90s cartoons or like early 2000 like rocco's modern life and um like cat dog stuff from like the early 2000s i also think that like our generation because we're in the similar generation i think is very like attached to their childhood in a way that maybe our parents generation wasn't able to be right and of course the internet and like being able to go back and rewatch things and have the accessibility is yeah is there you know so yeah. we get to yeah, and then you know what I love is any and any geek or nerd will tell you this: how people are always like, "Save that; it'll be worth money." No, nobody's gonna sell their shit. I am not selling this. I don't care how much this is worth. I'm not selling this. Like, so I'm I just think it's so funny that people are like, "Oh, save it; it'll be worth money someday." So what? No one's going to get this. You're going to have to pry this out of my cold, dead hand someday if you want to get my power morpher. I tell you, I'm never going to get rid of it. Or um, it's like the opposite thing where like I saved all my Beanie Babies and those aren't worth anything. Did you really save all your Beanie Babies? I did. They're, <laughs> they're in like a tub. They're in a tub in my parents' basement. And my parents are like, you got to do something with these. I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. What do you do with them? Do you have the Princess Diana Beanie Baby? I do. I have the Princess Diana Beanie Baby. But I don't think have it's worth that much. Have you done a Beanie Baby much. show? No, I should. I need oh, to get somebody on to do Beanie, Beanie Babies. Babies. Yeah. yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> uh, that was something I did it not to divert and no, take it's away fine. from Power Rangers. But I have to say, I never got into the Beanie Babies. It, it, I, 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 it, yeah. I think maybe you would have been like a little bit older than because I was born in 91 and like me and my brother who he was born in 89 we were both really into those but I think like our older cousins weren't into Beanie Babies at all yeah yeah, yeah. it's funny just a few years can make all the difference Total difference yeah. for interests yeah for sure I, I was not I think I had a few that they had that they did in the McDonald's Happy Meals, but I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't have any actual Beanie you Babies. You mean you didn't go on to eBay <clears throat> using your father's account and bid on Beanie Babies? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I, 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 no, 
no. I, I don't even know if I ever even had a Beanie Baby, honestly, besides yeah. a, one from a Happy Meal. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely remember the the craze, the obviously. Yeah. Insanity. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. You got to do a Beanie Baby episode. That'd I got, be great. Yeah, I'm going to have to find somebody. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Well, Andrew, it's been so nice having you on the podcast. Where can our listeners find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, I guess, uh, AndrewJWill85. And then, of course, you can find me on, uh, I guess that's, well, I'm on Twitter, but I don't do much there. Instagram would be the place to go. that's where and we can you wanna, find your show, yeah. Yeah, you can watch me do my Angie and Pammy every Monday. Um, tomorrow we're doing it. Uh, actually, I don't know when this will come out, so I don't want to date, I don't want to this will come out that, on Wednesday, so the on following Wednesday, week. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, the next week after. Um, oddly enough, that would be the 19th. We're not doing a show, but we'll be back the week after that. Um, and we're doing an I Love Lucy show on that <gasps> yes. following Monday. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, check us out if you'd like Andy and Pammy live. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And for all of our listeners, as I say every week, um, please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you find us. And, uh, you can find us on Instagram at the gimme pod. Have a good week, everybody. This has been brought to you by dead and mellow. Follow us on all your social media platforms and shop around at deadandmellow.com to see all of our stand-up, music, and podcast releases. Thank you, and God bless America. All right, see you later. See Are you we guys. actually leaving or just ending?